0: how we doing guys welcome back to another episode of talking cod with myself dave eccles and helping to maintain standard operations today we've got phil birchnell aka 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 phil b aka Birchy balls aka pip
1: how we doing pal aka yeah aka philip as my daughter tends to call me every bleeding day when she wants to wind me up i'm very good mate i'm very good i'm looking forward today Uh, to today shit we're all tripping up over words today
0: this is ridiculous I know I know however however a bit different today because we're missing a key individual well I say we're missing a key individual but we've got a key individual we're missing someone Mr Andy Hall has gone AWOL no way he's gone AWOL what's he doing well I believe I believe he's he's headed like I do sometimes he's, 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 he's headed for the hills he's gone for some fresh as far as I know so Andy, we hope you're having a good time on those hills, mate, and uh, making the most of it. But in the interim, in the interim, we have a, well, we have the pleasure of welcoming a very special guest, Mr. Alex Haywood, Mr. Hay or Haywood as well as your co-founders also call you. How you doing, buddy?
2: I'm pretty good. Thank you. very I feel honoured to be here and filling Andy's uh, massive shoes. But uh, yeah, I, I'm not out on the hills, but I'm happy to be chatting to you two.
0: <laughs> mate, mate, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure. I mean, yeah. a bit of background. I mean, we've known each other for a while now, have not we? So, to, to a certain extent, I think we yeah, met. Feel, like, feels a while now. I have. I definitely have that. Uh, people feel like that when they meet me. I think. I think that's what it is. I think we met originally via a bit of a mutual acquaintance, and you were looking to. You were looking to do some stuff, and we were having a conversation about about how I could possibly help out. But as part of that conversation, yeah. you also invited me uh, away for a couple of days. Of all things, you, you know that's in, what I tend to do <laughs> just to new people I meet. you Fancy coming away for a bit? <laughs> Which got me all excited. Well, yeah. I was all excited, feeling a bit nervous at the same time. I was a bit like, okay, this is this is because on past experience, you have to put a lot more effort in before you get invited away for a couple of nights. But Alex was quite forward. Which was yeah, yeah. which was good. So, but a bit of background from Alex's uh, Alex's perspective. Alex is uh, co-founder of a company called Four and Twenty Million, which is an amazing name for a company. And I'm sure as we progress in this conversation now, what we, we definitely got to discuss. I'd, you know tell everybody why you call it Four and because I think it's super cool. Anyway, but the way I would I describe what you guys do, and you might you can obviously give us a bit of background as well uh, yourself. Alex was. You guys for me are about, you know, about people, team and cultures, culture to a certain extent. So you, you, you're all about the individual, the individuals coming together uh, to work as a team and then how that wraps up uh, from a cultural perspective. And I was always mad keen to get yourself or one of you guys on because a lot of the things that we talk about on Talking Cod, even though it can go from one thing to another, you guys have got a lot of professional knowledge and structure around that. And I'll never forget that when I came away, well, when I went to do those two days review, I came away feeling uh, I took a lot from it. And if I ever go to, you know, you get invited to events and you go, you don't know what you're going to receive. And I felt like, and I always go going, do you know what, if I come away with, with a little, little nugget or a small piece of information that can change something or help me do something, then that that's a winner. But I came away a lot with a lot from what you guys uh, did that. You know, we did over those two days, and in addition to that, was great company. And you're also quite good. You're a good chef, mate. You've got some good cooking skills.
2: That was uh, that feels like a little while ago now, but yeah, I I enjoyed that from time to time. Yeah, but I think that goes to (laughs) it's not just going away doing a course, is it? It's Going away and figuring out how it all fits into your life, how how you act in work, how you how you deal with your day to day, it just ripples out into all of these different areas of your of your life. And whether that's food or you're just thinking about how to approach a task six months later, that's kind of what we're about. You, you said four and twenty million, great name for a company, great name for a company, dreadful name for an email address. If you ever <laughs> if you ever trying to say that out loud. <laughs> But you only learn that once you, <laughs> when you when you settle Alex that dot down. Alex.Haywood. Yeah, that's Heyward. where we it. What is it? Alex.Haywood
0: at 4 and dot millioncomcouk forward slash dot net. Yeah. Dot org.
2: Over the phone. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> the number four the word underscore and.
1: underscore <laughs> one, two, three, X. I like it.
2: Yeah, like
0: that's us. Cool. I like it. <laughs> so, you're here today, mate, because one, myself and Phil, again, want to learn stuff so from a selfish perspective we've got you know we we want to glean stuff for you but I think I think there's a lot of stuff that you could add value to the audience and when we did the pre-catch up obviously to, to this we talked about we, we looked at what we've been speaking about in the past and we wanted to look at something that was potentially relevant to us as individuals at the moment and especially this last week I've got to tell you boys this mm. last week, I smashed my head to pieces. I've I'm, I've been dead good, dead organised and everything, and but, yeah, I've had one of those weeks. I'm glad it's a Friday, and I'm glad to be speaking to you guys today. And some of the things from the last week that I've had going on was been around, been around pro- productivity basically, and trying to balance yeah. it up, you know, and picking up on what you just said then with regards to what you guys work on it's not just about work it's about everything outside of it it's more integrated in, in, in into life and I think what and you'll be able to tell us more now but the the, the the tips and the tricks that you know that you can bring to the table that that can help you on a daily basis not just work and it can extend outside of that and then what I would like to touch upon some stuff with you as, as well as around is around routine if that if that yeah okay So, help us out, mate. Help us out. Help us out. What are you thinking? What's what's, what's mashed your head this week then? (laughs) So, so we're always looking to be as productive as possible, aren't we? Which is great, all right. But sometimes we're not. And sometimes you're not because things are outside of your control. Now, a lot of things are outside my control because in order to get what I need to do, I need other people to do what they need to do. And they've all got their own stuff going on. And you're not necessarily a priority Mm. with that. So you end up spinning up more things and some days you'll get to the end of the day and you think, I've not done anything today. I've not delivered anything. I've not achieved anything that sits with it. And that can be frustrating that. But I know some of the things that I've done with you that I, that I can use to, to, to help me do that. But I feel like this week, everything that I've sort of like had to help me do it has gone out the window and I've not really dealt with it very well. Or, you
2: know, I've not, it, it's not worked. And then I take it personally you you're not alone with that though oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> most of the courses that we run so yeah, for those listening it's a training and development company but essentially we we do focus on things like productivity and focus i mean, believe that that's the like the most important skill of the 21st century it's something that's been eroded we're desperate to get it back and we're, we're constantly thrown off off track uh, but so often we blame ourselves like it's my fault I'm an individual I've got it wrong um, what's wrong with me whilst everybody else around me is getting getting everything right everybody else seems productive yeah. why am I so distracted why am I why have I not been productive this week I was listening to your New year's uh, New year's resolutions um, episode and you know, you' debating whether or not it's a good time to start. Have, is, you, is that a good way to start the year? And this yeah. is the week, isn't it, where they all kind of subtly eroded, the finished, they've uh, yeah. They're yeah. kind of gone out the window, and yeah. and that you know that feeling's pretty pervasive at the moment. I think, I mean, dreadful yeah. time to start a New Year's resolution and in the darkness and the cold of winter, <laughs> and you're feeling yeah. down. It's you know you need a bit of a bit of a boost, but I reckon that first thing, that first point around, you're not alone. But so many of us think that we are, and yet we preve- we present that veneer to everyone around us, like whether that's in work, often whether it's at, at home, and you don't realise that everybody's just going through the same same stuff and struggling with the same external forces, the same internal whirring of your own mind, and that's how, how do how do you cope with that? How do you? And the, I reckon the first thing is knowing that you're not alone. Is is there's a real comfort in that? I don't know if that's what you uh, whether you, whether you buy that or you're still thinking it's. Do you know what? It's just me. I've had a rubbish week. I've not dealt with it well. I, mate, I, t- I, I do agree with you because I'm lucky in in, in,
0: some, in I'm lucky because I've got your man here, Pip. So we 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 talk to each mm-hmm. other and we, we do a lot of work together anyway, and we will talk about a lot of stuff, and we're quite open with that. Outside of that, yeah, you know, we've got Andy as well that sits that. But outside of that, to a lot of people, no, not not at all. Because he, mm. I don't know, from a, a lot of conversations that you're having are, are work-related and professional-related. And you, you, that's not a conversation you want to have because you look like, you, you know, at the end of the day, you're being brought in to deliver a service. They don't want to know that you you know, that you're potentially struggling with that. But yeah, 100%, yeah. 100% agree with you. Because I look at Phil and I say to Phil all the time, you know, and I think from Phil from the outside, well, we're working with him. He's one of the most disciplined in what he does, and you know, from a and again looking productive because whenever I deal with him, he does what he says he's going to do when he's going to do it. But Phil, we have conversations, don't we? And you'll turn around to me and you'll be like, yeah, and you'll be like saying, "Dave, Dave, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not feeling it."
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you know what? And I, I, I was thinking about this because <clears throat> I'm, I, yeah, because I. I you know, as, you, as you say, Dave, I, I, I think I'm quite well-disciplined and do deliver what I say I'm going to. I, al- I always have been, you know, since I've had decent jobs and even in some of the crap jobs I had, you know, you sort of learn early or I learned early that, you know, if you tick things off, make things happen, it reflects well on you and like, you know, you, you do more. But I really found myself in a, in a, in, a, on the flip side of that, you know, when like a, a positive becomes a negative. Yes. And I think in my last full-time job, um, you know, again, cause I, cause the way I am no, 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 you know, blame anywhere other than directly at me, but because I'd get things done quickly, I'd get across stuff, make things happen. Then I just saw that as a, as a sort of, a little kind of gateway to do more, to push myself more and and kind of, you know, just really this, this, this idea of pushing yourself is ridiculous. And it took me such a long time to come out of it. And it was really interesting, like, and to just get back on this, this other, this, this sort of more even keel. Um, And I I was looking at the 4 and 20 million website earlier on, um, and there's a brilliant blog on there that, Really, I can't say how much it re- resonated, Alex. Like, so it's that this thing—the um, the, the, the blog is called—I think the the importance of looking out of windows. Yes, yes, right, yes. I, and and I'm glad you, you know I'm glad what? you
2: picked that one, Phil, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I was hoping you'd pick one I'd written. <laughs> yeah, all right. there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well,
1: you can just say you'd written it, and, but, yeah. but no. Um, so I, you know, a couple of years back, I was kind of coming out of my old organization, and I got myself. Again, through, through my own nature to a point where I was burnt out. Um, and my wait, every waking hour was thinking about work, you know, and again, just no one had, had the ex- expectation other than myself. And I came out of that, I, you know, got, I kind of came out of it with a, a you know, a, with a bit of a bang and I found myself. Going up to North Wales as I sometimes do on my own, um, and I just found myself in in in, in a place I was staying above a deli, and and I found myself one one morning just like sat at the window, just watching what was going on, and there was this weird thing in my head that went, "Wow, like this is." So at odds with the way my brain, the way I've made my brain work for the last however many years, you, probably the entirety of my career, <laughs> that just sitting watching the world go by, just and allowing myself to do that, just felt like a a real revelation. So it was so good to see that that those the, the words in that blog that really properly chimed with me because I, I I think that's the flip side of. Relentless uh, productivity, isn't it? You, it you know, feels odd, doesn't
2: uh, it? To sit yeah. and look at other people and question why? Why are they not looking at the phone? Why are they not being constantly yeah. productive? And then you think, hang on a minute. No, no, I'm, I'm just observing this. Why is everybody yeah. so hurried? It's, it, it's yeah. hurry sickness, yeah. isn't it? That's, I think yeah. that's the term for. You know, it's, it's a modern ailment. Hurry sickness—that that sickness. continuous wow. anxiety, the rushing, and feeling that you're uh, you're achieving—but we're just confusing busyness for yeah. value and you know, speed for productivity, mm. and they're not. We've confused the two, and it's it's a very difficult habit to get out of because we feel great when you're getting messages. You, you feel in demand. You feel wanted, and you know, there's, there's got to be that recognition that it feels good and the world has been designed to snare your attention. But it doesn't make you feel good in the long term. It's a, it's a short-term sugar hit. That's it. Yeah. Um, but yes, just taking the time to stare out of a window, you get pointed out as the freak. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> That's the odd bit.
1: That's it, you know, but just that, you know... It, it, it's it's we don't allow ourselves those moments. I guess that's you know that looking at some of the other stuff on on the site, you know, you know in in the in this misapprehension that as you say, speed is efficiency, and and you know, blasted our way through the day with lots of stuff is productivity. You know, we we don't value just. We talked about this a lot, Dave, haven't we? Just yeah. kicking back the, the 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 value of just kicking back, taking your foot... Nothingness. I nearly swore then. Well, I did swear. <laughs> Nothingness. <laughs> nothing You're allowed to on this, that by the way. I don't know those rules. <laughs> you
0: feel free to swear, mate. Feel <laughs> free to swear.
1: It's all good. It's all good. It's all but, good. You know, just properly taking your foot off the gas. So I think it's about just finding that balance and I know so many people, like the more conversation you have with people with a degree of open openness mm. about burnout and stuff like that, you know, I think we we just, we just don't value um or we don't understand when we've done enough exactly as yeah. as as dave said really so i think I think that's yeah that's sorry my long um gam-
2: gamble into that but i, I just but when do you ever feel like you have done enough though uh, when when have you finished work it's not it's not like a book that you get to the end of and go that's done it, most people want to be in careers where there's something to look forward to but you've still got to figure out how to disconnect at points.
0: If it, You yeah. know what? If, if, it was, all... if it was a physical activity, if I was training physically, I'd be like, right, I know I'm done. I feel physically done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it comes to a mental activity, I don't Yes, yeah, I don't know. It's like you can switch the body. The but you phys- are done. <laughs> well...
2: You you, you're still present, but your brain's not working like it was, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not just in the same way. You're not running as fast at the end of 400 meters as you were for the first hundred. You, nice. Your brain's nice. not working. Was it past? Was it? Well, one of the things that we look at is, is considering your, your day. And most people go into a day thinking, I've got a morning, I've got an afternoon, and then I'll probably just catch up with something after the kids go to bed if, and that yeah. so if there's three bits but you it's not recognizing the way that you work I think I've heard you talk previously about recognizing I mean, it might have been Andy saying this recognizing hit the signals from his own body picking up on them and and, uh, and actually listening but we don't do that with our with our heads so <laughs> you think about your working day you can only concentrate as a ma- for a maximum amount of time for 90 minutes. Like, that's if you're really good at it, because at the end of that point, like, the balance of sodium and potassium in your brain is off and you've got, f- but it takes about 15 minutes to repair. So that's great. You, if you allow it to repair, rebalance itself, you've then got another 90 minutes where you can run intensely hard at work. that there's different length of time for people, but it's gonna be no more than 90 minutes. So if you start to look at your day through that prism, you go, hang on, I could have you know ninety minutes, nine till half ten, I could do eleven till half twelve, I could do two two ninety minutes in the in the afternoon by the time I get to five or five thirty. And that is far more productive than just thinking about your day in a I've got a morning, I've got an afternoon, and and I'm probably you can't concentrate for as long as you think. So we just always picking overestimate up, so our just ability up to do that, that, then. that much.
0: Picking up on that, yeah. tell me about your day and how that translates to your week then. From where, you know, you're up on a Monday morning, how do you, what's the structure of your day? And I know there's a structure to it, but then within that structure, have you got flexibility?
2: If something works,
0: how does that look?
2: Yeah, I've got so much more flexibility than I used to. I I used to be one of the, I never got to the point where there was burnout. Um, I feel like that's quite important to say because it feels like most most stories that are interesting and important have to start with God I hit absolute rock bottom a negative a and huge then, negative uh, yeah. and then I did then I did something about it and I do yeah. think it's important like for for me and my my colleagues who have started the business with but Dan and Josie I don't think any of us would ever say that we we hit rock bottom at all we just witnessed a change in behaviours and wanted to felt like we could do something about it but we certainly didn't feel like we needed to uh, allow things to get so bad that we couldn't take a positive step. And uh, I feel like that is, that's pervasive though. Most people think I've got, I've got to just let things go to shit. I've got yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. in my yeah. life. I've got to have yeah. affected my yeah. relationships. I've got to affect like the quality of my parenting of, I've, I've, I've got to damage the yeah. relationship with my colleagues. And at that point I'll do something about it. And so we we never really wanted it to get to that point. And that's kind of what we try to do with the businesses that we work with. Like, not being too grand about it, but an intervention before things go Yeah. yeah. Get to get to that point. Because yeah, that, that shouldn't be the aim or the or the start point. But we so you asked me about the the day or what yeah, a day looks tell like. Tell me
0: about it, yes, yes.
2: Our um it depends on what we're delivering and who we're delivering things to. But I think we've, when we first started, we were very guilty of trying to say too much to people over too long a period of time. So take that 90 minutes. As a rule, we deliver things in a modular way that our sessions will never be more than 90 minutes and preferably significantly less because... Like even if you're talking about a topic around productivity and focus, you know if it's a webinar or even if you're in a room, people's attention will be constantly wandering. They'll want to just like read the phone. <laughs> they're, they're, they'll check their emails. They'll go, yeah, yeah, I'm listening whilst they're, mm-hmm. whilst they're looking out of a window or somewhere else. So in terms of the structure of our sessions, we wouldn't have them for longer than 90 minutes because no one's going to pay any attention to what gets said. And even within all, all that stuff, no, nope, not probably only going to take one, two, max three things from it that they can actually use and implement into their, into their world. So that length of time impacts the cadence of our day, really. So it depends on what we're delivering, but on a free day where there isn't any client obligation, we'll make sure that our days are time boxed and clear Like what we're we going to achieve and, and, and when, uh, and then, we'll put those in 90 minute segments in our, in our diaries. Now, sometimes that you fail. <laughs> sometimes I absolutely get distracted. I don't want to paint this idea that I'm a productivity Zen guru that I adhere to exactly what I say all the time. That We're all, it's happening to all of us. <laughs> our phones are constantly pinging that, the DPD delivery drivers are banging on the door in the middle <laughs> in the middle of a session. All of that stuff is, is happening. But everything, our weeks, I, I've had a good week when I've brought a high degree of intentionality to it. When I think, what am I going to do on this day? You look back at your calendar on the day. If you've time boxed it, you know what's happening in your calendar. And you can say, that helped me get stuff done. I did what it was that I said I was going to do. And that's when you can leave at the end of the day thinking I've actually achieved something of value that I intentionally wanted to do. The days that you feel dreadful are the ones where you just respond to your inbox <laughs> and, yeah. and that's, that takes you off. So the weeks look different, but there's uh yeah, it, it, that's the, the variety of it's great, but I think no matter what sector we end up working with, everybody's encountering exactly the same problems like, how do I concentrate more how do I feel a little more in control of the the chaos of my of my day can you help with that mm-hmm. so it doesn't answer your question really that David at all well, does no it? It's,
0: no <laughs> it, it, it does to a certain extent because I, I, I and this is something I took away from you anyway which is is it an hour and 30 minutes of flow so that's the that's the the amount of time that you've got mm-hmm. to be basically working in a state of flow and concentrating something at any one time before you start to tail off. So, but then, so, what am I asking? So, some of the things that I took away from you guys was trying to structure my day in a certain way. So, for example, uh, I'm always up at the same time every day. Like it a lot, I'm up at the same time. And I, and, and I do build a routine around that. And I've got specific things that I'll do to get me up and rotary. So I'm up before everybody else in the house, at least an hour. That's my time to do what I want to do. You, do you know what I mean? So I get my time done. Then from that, kids are up, get the boys sorted, drop them off at school. And then back, bit of breakfast. And by nine o'clock, I'm like, I'm, I'm clocking on, right? It's good to go now, but it's good to go. I use that, and some people say, right. The first thing you want to do in the, in the day, at any one time, is something of the most important. Now I sort of go against that. Whereas I get me bits of admin done, I get mm. my admin done out of the way, and once that's yeah. done, I'll then try and carve it up into blocks of, of of focus work. So in the morning, block one focus admin, block one focus of work, but uh, uh, you know, uh, focus work. Move away from it, have a break for a bit if possible. Then block two focus of work, uh, focus of work lunch then another piece of focus work, and then you're wrapping up. I can honestly say with the best intent that that doesn't always happen ever. And, and I have days when I'm pretty good at it and day, days when I'm not. But then sometimes I become that obsessed with the routine of the discipline of doing that, it sort of goes against it and I'm not achieving what I need to do because I've not brought in the flexibility to change and prioritise. And I've seen that in the last in the last the last two weeks, and whether that's around as well is is because I think I felt. Do you know what the really strange thing is? I felt that the last two weeks I felt more strange in the last two weeks than I have done before, when COVID kicked in and over the last two years, because I feel like a lot of people that I'm dealing with are all in a bit of flux. As in, do I do it this way? Do I do it that way? Do I work from home? Do I go and do that? And it's it's I feel like it's more strange now than it's ever been.
2: Yeah.
1: Do you think that's just about that that period of readjustment where we're, we're sort of being told everything's getting back to normal even though the COVID cases are actually on the increase? And, um, you know, that we're being pushed into a sort of, like right, get back to work, get back to the office, do things the old way and just react to it. And everyone's sort of, well, that, you know what? We've had two years of working probably more productively. Yeah. Um, I, again, right, That uh, it, it's very easy to say that, isn't it? I, I, so I'll take that back. You know, there, there are a lot of people that have had to hurt, work, work far more hard than... than yeah, didn't, yeah, didn't yeah, fair play, mate, yeah. Let's just yeah. say media consultants. You know what I mean? If you're a teacher, if you're a nurse, you, you know, a doctor, yeah. emergency, you know, all those kind of people have had to work a lot harder. But, you know, I guess a lot of the people we sort of interact with uh, uh, have had this shift where we've all gone, you know what, actually we've got some freedom back here. We've got more time with the family. We're not commuting. We're in our ho- own homes to work, which is a more comfortable environment generally. <laughs> and and so maybe in that flux of people going, oh gosh, am I going back to work? Is this becoming a, becoming a back to the old days thing? there's, there's, there's probably a bit of a, Kickback, I imagine. Is that something you you find like with your clients, Alex? Is that reflected in the work you're doing, like
2: at present? Yeah, it's total overwhelm of choice at the moment. Everybody is dealing with the. Well, anybody that says they've got a hybrid working system nailed is. It isn't telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, well, but, but but even within even within an organisation, you got to recognise everyone's an individual. They've got their own working preferences. So I think company X, you know, hundred people or so, fifty of them really enjoy working from home because they got a good setup, a good broadband connection, and um, they've got greater flexibility with their personal responsibilities. The other fifty oh, percent, I much prefer the social interaction. My home setup's not great. I need to be in more regularly. And yeah. how do you, how do you balance that? It's 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 not a straightforward, simple simple question. Um, mm-hmm. So I I do think like it's constant questions for uh, like how people are feeling. Is is the work a, a high enough quality? That, uh, that's being produced, that's that's an important question. Um, yeah. But it's entirely different from, from business to, to business. But I do think the uh, the sense of overwhelm that people feel, because we used to just have to work out um, what tasks do I have to do, and I'll do them. And I've got no choice. So I'm going to do them in the office, yes. in, in, in the sector we were talking about at the moment. Now everybody's got the decision of, okay, I've got my tasks. I've got to do that. Now, how do I approach those tasks? Where, when, how, like all all of this choice is great. But I don't know, if you've spent an evening desperate thinking, I'm going to relax, I'm going to watch a film. And then an hour later, you realize you're still scrolling through Netflix, trying to pick one. It's the same principle with our work now. Where do we, like where do I even sit to do this? When do I, when do I go about doing this? Like you said, David, yeah the morning isn't your best time to do your, your m- most cognitively demanding work. You'll schedule that some other time. And now it's like all of a sudden we're working on, <laughs> you had a business that's UK based and now everybody within that same organization is wor- working across multiple different time zones. So you're trying to work out when do we communicate with one another? When are those moments of serendipity? When can we schedule a team meeting um, and not and respect everybody else's need for individual focus. They're tough questions, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and one observation I have had is that there is a sense of mania around a lot of the conversations I've been having recently. It kind of speaks to what you said, David, a little bit earlier, that whenever we talk about focus or the need to disconnect and um, uh, uh, or carve out some time where you can really do some thoughtful work, Individuals will often say, "I'd love to, but I can't because you know my deadlines really matter, or that my my boss really needs this by by this point, or the nature of my work means that i i can't I can't do that, and everybody has a a view that they are the exception almost it's because they're their own personal circumstances, and we live in this really odd time at the moment between. We know what it is we need to do <laughs> we we know we need to slow down, we know we need to focus. we know the stuff we're doing isn't necessarily valuable, and then we act in an entirely different way. <laughs> so mm-hmm. how do we narrow that gap between those two things is they're not it's not rocket science, is it slowing down, carving out time to focus trying to trying to disconnect, and yet we don't do that because, yeah, well. For, for a variety of reasons but yeah
1: sorry Alex. i think yeah, what you said there is, is just so so true and again like my wife's a teacher she's she head of english at a school and she's again got to a position where there is no end in it there is no there is no all right you know you could say oh well teachers only you know work from half eight in the morning to half three what an easy life that is and all those holidays and it's just not true you know um and it's a, it's it's just, you know, that's just one example. But we're on in this similar boat, which we I think alluded to slightly earlier on. Like things, work never really ends. Whether two, there's there's like two ways of looking at it. There's work never ended because, unfortunately, as a society, we've got into this thing of it being acceptable to be messaged, to be made, emailed out of hours. You know, and to have expectations that you know your company can contact you in whatever you hear it all the time in France, it's banned, isn't it? you're not you're not allowed to do it. it's actually punishable like at m d level like if you email really? someone out of hours, happy days, yeah, 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 a couple of years ago it came in so if you if you are emailed out of hours by some by your boss or what have you it's yeah you 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 are within your rights to report that and that for that to be sort of taken through to whatever logical end but you know the other thing about work never ending is just the nature i guess of what a lot of what we what we all do you know it's like project based it's client based so you you might finish a bit of work for a client and you might be on to the next client or you might be on to the next bit of work for that same client but it's not like Writing a book and, you know, being able to say, right, the book's out now and that job's done. And I think this, that's the thing I've really struggled with, like, in, in 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 work. Less so now that I work kind of freelance, but certainly that when you're in a, a structure where there's a relentless, all right, this deadline's hit, we're, we're on to the next thing. And there's no sense of closure, is there? And I suppose that what well, that's... You know, I remember working in a shop years and years ago, and you finished. It was half five, and you went home. And that was it. <laughs> you know, and, and I think so much of what we do now is integrated, is kind of integrated. Yeah, work and life are blurred. You know, and and the, and, the, and it, it's very, very hard to stop. And that you know, and I, you know, I think that's what. And this whole notion of like high performance stuff that, that Alex and the team talk about. I think it's just really interesting because that's, a, you know, if you can perform, you know, it's not about stupid me performing harder, working hard to do more. It's working hard to find the time to enjoy the rest mm. of your life I guess isn't it yeah that's what
2: you guys are all about yeah I think it I think you've you've nailed a lot of it there you can always make an email a bit more persuasive or your PowerPoint deck a little prettier or your uh, or, or your document can be more compelling and um, but it's is it is it worth all of the all of that extra time probably a badly uh, badly cited example of the pareto principle but so 20% of what you do equates to 80% of the value you bring to the to the business so you do need to there's a cult of perfectionism isn't there uh, people who describe themselves as perfectionists so, well you particularly if you're working in a service sector you can always make something better you can always put more time in but to what to what end like it, you probably hit the most valuable part of what you're delivering an hour and a half ago, and you're still just messing around with the fonts, maybe a little bit. Not talking to you here, David. I know you love the you oh love the clarity do of. You that, know what, those, do you know
1: what? Do you know what? I'm just thinking yeah. to myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. indeed, indeed. <laughs> but it's where, where is it valuable enough?
1: Guilty is charged.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm not. It's that that point about disconnection is really important. But there's a, a way that we love thinking about this, because it, it, working is supposedly, you know, I, this is me with my conscious brain engaged at, in front of a laptop, tackling a task. And I can't disconnect. And I don't want anybody within my team to see me disconnected or on or, you know, do not disturb on Skype or whatever it is, because they'll think that I'm not working hard. Right? But if you do disconnect, you, you want to disconnect your conscious brain because your subconscious has so much more to offer. Like, where do your best ideas Absolutely. come from? Absolutely. Ask anybody. Yeah. A walk, yeah, Yeah. Like, the hills. All the things you stop yourself from doing, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, spot on, yeah. totally. Yes. So, so, I mean, it's it's a tough one to do in a business that relies entirely on six minute increments of timesheets, but you you going out for a walk for, for an hour, you can still say that that is work because instead of saying I'm not working at the moment, just frame it as I'm diversifying the amount of brain power and throwing at that task. I'm using my subconscious brain to knit together the, you know, the different, different elements. You have, know, that's where, that's what creativity is, isn't it? It's like different connections between pre-existing ideas that don't come when you're just staring at a screen and you know, can't, what business leader would be happy to say, you know what, yeah, go out for a walk and bill it to a client in, <laughs> uh, because because you are doing work there. It's it's just using the fuller weight of your brain, and that's what that's what we're missing a little bit.
0: It's thinking differently, oh, man, isn't it? So
2: that's so good, yeah. It's
1: thinking yeah. differently. It is, and that's it. Yeah. Because we, you end up stuck in a problem, don't you? Stuck in a task. And it, the more you look at it, it's, it's not going to, you might change the font and you might, but you're not going to have any massive inspiration. That, that big idea, as Alex is saying, like when you actually get off and do something else, like, you know what, that, that's, I don't know. That, that's the one thing I, re, one of the things I really value about working for myself these days is that I, actually at those times where I'm like staring at a, Blank document and thinking oh shit. I need to write something, or I need to come up with something here. And I'll just go. You know what? I'll Just go for what. And the conversations we've had, Dave, in the past, where you know, like either of us have done that, and then you come back to something, and then the, the subconscious has well given you the this solution. week, Phil. This week, put those things together. This yeah. week, we were, we're, yeah, we were on a call and we're looking at we're, we're
0: looking at projects at the moment. The project needs a naming solution. And we, we talked about some ideas and then yeah. we had, fair play, we actually said it, said we'll sort that this weekend. And I'm going, I'm out on my bike this yeah. weekend. I know I'll nail that this weekend on my bike. That's a really, yeah. really good point. Yeah. Because I thought, even on the call, we, we were just like, we need to move on from this now because we will just sit here and flog it to death for an hour and we won't get anywhere. But we know when we'll
1: solve it. I mean, you'd be going. What about this font, No, Phil?
0: We could use Listen, this
1: font, Helvetica. Any version of Helvetica within reason is can't allowable. Go can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Comic Sans, I think. Actually,
2: yeah. Well, I would always defer to David for that, though. I mean, he's the one that sorted it, sorted our logo and got you uh, guided us through that entire process. So, there's. Uh, I, I like that element of perfectionism there, though. <laughs> Yeah. It's, do you know what, boys? Uh, but, you know, I think
1: uh, I think we... Sorry, Phil, go on, mate. No, I was just saying, like, I've got the vision of what Alex is saying there, the right-minded, you know, C-suite, uh, you know, or manager of a team would just let people do stuff like that with the trust. I think maybe over the pandemic, people have become a bit more task-focused and and, and managers are, are therefore. M- to a degree, I guess more kind of uh, open to people working remotely under their own steam. So you'd hope that that kind of trans- transposes itself to those sorts of situations where you know people just taking a walk out of the office just to get away from the computer, and let let things bubble up, um, bubble bubble bu- 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 away, and per- percolate would be a thing that you just go, yeah, actually, that that's that's fine because you can decompress. You know, so if, if something's got your shoulders hunched up because it's just getting nowhere um, and you, you get out for a walk and and, and ideas come through. And, and I just think there's, there's, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling now as I so, often do, but I think there's something really interesting there. So we're saying, oh Christ Almighty,
0: we're saying it's just a big, I guess it's a big mix, isn't it? Because I'm thinking, right, you do need a routine and an element of structure, you know, you, you, um, well, this is what I think. This is what I. This is what I need. Okay, this is what I need. I do need a routine, and I do need an element of structure, but I do need flexibility within that. However, I've got to embrace that flexibility. I've got to embrace that flexibility yeah. that sits with it. And again, some of the things in the way I structure things do work. Do work. I think it's just been the last couple of weeks where I felt like. None of it's working, and also one of the things I felt like in the last two weeks is I want to be back around people again. I'm, I've had, to, I'm missing people. I'm missing people, and the remote stuff's been great, but in, I think sometimes, me personally, and some of the stuff we're working on, I need to get those people round with, with each other. But that doesn't have to be all the time, doesn't it? It doesn't have to be all the time at all.
2: Yeah. And then I think, where where do you? From, s- where do you stand on that getting people together? I, I found that a really interesting debate where you work with work with senior leaders who who are saying, "Oh, I'd love to get the team together on a Tuesday," but you know somebody has this responsibility, somebody else has that, and I think I'm, I'm probably on the on the side of it's not entirely unreasonable if you were working in an office five days a week to suggest that one day a week you, you you do come in and see the team and work together. And I, like with all of these debates, it feels like we go so binary that we're either we fully, it, it's either this or this, right? And, yeah. and there's no, uh, there's no complexity or nuance or ambiguity around it. You know, it, it, we're either a hundred percent doing this, a hundred percent that. And uh, I think there's a little bit of that in what you said, David. I've, I've, sometimes I feel like none of it's working. Well, there might be a bit of recency bias to that. If you think about a year ago, you're probably doing loads better at structuring your day and, and getting your work done than you were a year ago. But the last two weeks might have been a bit, a bit rubbish. But we always say that in thinking about that binary point again, like it's not about perfection. It's about trying yeah. to find some techniques that help you do a bit better. Each time, because yes, yes, nobody yes. solved hybrid working, nobody solved total productivity. I nobody, you don't. These aren't problems to solve; they're just things to get better at than you were yesterday or last yeah, week nice, or last nice. month or so. And I feel continued like continued learning that's important. I, I yeah, asked you a question, mate, and I, I kind of carried on my own one about <laughs> about going in. No,
0: no, no, no. It's good. It's good. And with, with regards to getting people together, hundred percent. Uh, You know, not necessarily all the time, but especially if it's something creative, if it's creative from our perspective, or, you know, or it's solving a problem, or, you know, looking at a structure, or looking at, you know, how something can work. I think the dynamic of having people together in a room is incredible. Absolutely incredible. Mm. You you know, and, and you can do it remote if you need to, but when you get people together, it changes. There's a... There's a real world buzz. There's a vibe to it. you know, and you can and you can you can riff off each other with it. It's as long as and again, as long as it's on point, you know, and it's and again you've got it, it you've got a structure to it that that allows people to be open in conversation, be able to put their ideas forward no matter what. You know, no idea you know, I know they all say no idea is a bad idea, but without fear of recombination, you know, an idea is an idea, no matter how bonkers it might send sound. Get it on the table, and I ju- I think if you've got if you've got people together, I find that they're potentially more inclined to do that. Whereas if they're remote, you're sat behind a screen, and you can, you've got those other distractions. You can you're in the meeting or you're in the gathering, but you're not really with it. So 100%, mate. I, I, from my perspective, based on I guess what we do on a daily basis.
1: Hmm. Mm.
2: I love working with people, as in 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 the same space, get a real, real buzz out of that. And the conversations are slightly different. You know, there's a we run discussion groups uh, virtually, which uh, there's a huge amount of value to. Yeah, I really think that that it's people have really considered thoughtful observations. But when you're in a room, there is there is. More free flowing conversation to it. There just naturally is. You can pick up on body cues from, from the person who's not talking from the other side of the room. You might be able to bring them in. Um, so there's there's value to it all. But yeah, I, I, I'm slightly more sociable and extroverted. And, I, and my colleague Dan, he was telling me the other day that he feels that after two years of enforced remote working, he, he now feels more extroverted and leans into that trait and he's a natural yeah. introvert but he's now going into into rooms of people excited to see people and he's conveying that in his body language and the way he's speaking and I've observed that in him as well like he he gets more energy from those situations than he than he used to uh, it's 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 an interesting thing to see that I don't reckon any of us really understand what's happened to our own brains over the last couple of years and we won't do for a long time
0: So what are we? So okay, what are we saying then? What are we saying? Because I I just want to get it in my head. Because this this just don't know. What what are we saying? So (laughs) we're saying when we when we're thinking about. I mean, we talked about we we started with talking about productivity, uh, and we did. But on a whole, we're saying that routine and structure are good, but you need flex building in flexibility, and sometimes it's working and sometimes it's not, Mm. and accept that. And maybe having the ability, and this is something just that I took away from you guys when I did the session with you, that helped with me was the reflection on it. So one of the things that I do on a daily basis at the end of every day, no matter what, I do take time to pause and go right, what's happened this day, okay? And I look at and I look at well, that's happened, that's not happened, that's happened, is that not? But at the end of every day. There's always something positive that's moved forward, even though it might not feel like it. And that can be work-related or personally related. I put it all into the same pot, rather than just looking at work. At the end of every day, I reflect It's the same pot. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, yes, yeah. But then what I also do that helps with it, thinking about the structure and process and stuff like that, once I've reflected on that, I take time to take a view of the next day and the rest of the week. But knowing that, even though that's in there, that things may change, and that what that does help me to do is then go right. That's enough. I do. I do shut down. I do go. Mm. That's it. I, I. I actually do that. You're done for the doing, day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do, and it works for me, boys. It, it, it works for me. <laughs> it works for me. What do you? I mean, Phil, yeah. would you say the same on with regards to that? From a structure but the the
1: flexibility of yeah. It? yeah to- totally yeah totally it's kind of knowing you've got certain stuff to do you've got certain deadlines and you know bits of the day t- are going to be a bit more productive than others um, factoring working from home and school runs and all that kind of stuff but get into the end of it and this is a really great thing again on 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 uh, one of the um one of the posts on on the 4 and 20 million site is like, that process of switching off for today which i think is absolutely brilliant you know, it's like, it's sort of as you described there, but getting to this physical thing at the end of putting the laptop lid down and going, work is done. Yes, yeah. I just think that's properly ace. Because we've all lived through times recently where, where work is never done. And work can, if you let it, can can just be with you in the lounge at, you know, half past 10. And, and, and ends, I think that's it? brilliant, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. It's it's there, you know. Like you know, it's literally just a, a, a one app away. You're one app away from ruining your evening because someone's emailed wanting something you can't do at you know quarter past ten. And how how important, Alex? Do you think it, that is that sort of like switching off and you know finding a natural
2: stop? I I think it's critical. I, on the on the days I do it, I feel so much better. On the days I don't, I feel. Yeah. Feel rubbish, and uh, and you think oh, it's just an extra couple of minutes. Uh, I think the the technique we're referring to here is a shutdown ritual. So the yes. beauty of it is, you know, mm-hmm. you can do that if you're about to go on the school run, a couple of minutes then, or you can do it if your natural day finishes at five thirty, or if you, I don't know, if you're absolutely stuck in a project, you're working late, and it's one a.m. You can do it then because it just helps you yeah. sleep it switches your brain off a bit and it reduces anxiety about tomorrow or the next few days. Uh, so it's that technique of scanning your, scanning your emails at, at the end of the day, scanning your emails, making sure there's nothing that's just come in, looking at your calendar for the next couple of days, making sure that there's uh, there's nothing you've forgotten about any meetings or deadlines. Then, um, then you're in a position to make a rough plan, uh, What's the frog you're going to eat the next day? The big, hard task you're going to get stuck into. And then it's that that main point that you just said that finishes it all off, that always makes you smile, which is no bad thing at the end of the day, just shutting it down. And this physical cue that tells your brain, I can leave work in the rear view mirror and I can think about something else. I can devote my attention to another part of my life because that's the most valuable thing any of us can give anyone is our attention. Watch TV, but just watch it. What? Enjoy it. Watch that program. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yes. that, that old that's dual it. screen. Totally. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, yeah. You, you know, if if you want, if you want to go on social media, go on social media. But like, know that you're doing it, and, and let that be your thing, and, and pay attention to it, and then stop, like, it, if you can. And there's a whole whole debate to be had there about. Yeah, all of the tricks that are being used to, to maximize our attention on that. But it's just about acting with a greater degree of intentionality. But yeah, that physical cue of stopping is critical, for, uh, particularly in a, in a remote working environment. Because if you don't do it, nobody else is going to. You don't have those physical cues around you of people closing their computer, putting on the coat, and walking out of the office anymore a lot of the time. So you have to do it yourself. I re- I reckon the phrase that I'd use, uh, it, there's just it, the last few weeks, there's been like two words that have been buzzing around in my head and I want to do something with them. And it's just about building friction. Like, technology is desperate at the moment to be seamless. Uh, everyone talks about that as a great thing. It needs to be quicker and seamless and integrated into your life, which is, you know, which is great for some things. You know if, if it's genuinely more genuinely useful, I like seamless technology if it helps me board a train, show my ticket and get through. that's that's fine. I don't need seamless technology from a shop, I don't think or uh, who are trying to sell me something. Um, but all of these apps, everything's just trying to trying to just make it as simple as possible for you to just ingratiate yourself with them. So you need to build some friction somehow to make it harder. To, to use that phone or use that use that particular app or and whether that is like you know, everybody talks about putting your phone in a different room when you're going to sleep that's a bit of friction you know just trying to make yourself ask the question am I going to go and get my phone to do this now am I going to turn the TV on. Uh, so where where is the, the friction that you can build in? Because nobody else is doing that for you. You need you need walls to protect yourself. And yeah, you know, what what's what's the friction that you're going to build? And, and I'm I'm just mulling that over. I don't have an answer to it at the moment, but more of that I think is needed. You know what?
0: Totally I think that's incredible. You know, there are so many things. As always, mate. Every time I speak to you, there are so many things that you know, I could continue and continue and continue talking to you about and, 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 and I that building friction. I'd love to further that conversation with you, uh, you know, outside of this, and then maybe get you back yeah, on here yeah. to have a talk about, you know, the building friction side of it but yeah mate figured that concept massive, out massive
1: massive <laughs> yeah. yes yeah. we'll work
0: with it we'll work with you on it we'll work with you on it but from myself go for a
1: walk go for yes, a walk. on the
0: hills on the hills yes well let's do it let's do it, let's do it boys let's do it boys let's do it but massive massive thanks mate for coming on today from myself and i know you know from uh, from, yeah. from phil's perspective and to anybody, it's awesome. to our one listener that we always say hello to, we have got more than one. But to our <laughs> listeners, hi, mom. If you like, you smart. know, if you're picking up, if you're picking up <laughs> on anything that Alex has said today, 4and20million.com, Hit the guys up; they're incredible. Uh, I spent two days with them, learned a lot from them, uh, still learning things from them. Give them a shout and have a conversation with them. They, they, they are the, the, the top, top, the top, top guys. You know, we appreciate Alex for coming on. Really appreciate it, Cheers. Oh, lovely to talk else, some cod with man. you both. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. If you want to get in contact, we got our we got our asses and gear. We got an email address which Woo. is a, which is hello at talkingcod.com Whatever it is, if it's anything Yay. you want us to pick up and talk about, you know, anything you want us to discuss. If you're thinking, do you know what I like what you're saying? I want to come on and have a conversation with you guys. Please do it. If you like what we do, we're doing, tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Just get in come and talk cod with us talk cod with us uh, it would be awesome <laughs> but until the Love next it. time boys awesome really appreciate it take it easy thank you Cheers.
1: thanks for listening if you've enjoyed us talking cod please give us a rating leave us a review in your podcast app and subscribe now Quick shout-out to the guys at DatDip Productions, the folks
0: pushing the buttons behind the scenes. Check them out at datdip.co.uk.
1: And thanks to Rubber Bear for our theme tune, Elements. Find the band on Spotify and SoundCloud. We'll see you next time for more Talking code.